Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Hello again, it's your host, Kat, just with a couple quick announcements before the next episode begins. The first thing is just Thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who's been listening and sharing this podcast. It means so much to me. And the second bit is welcome to those who are new to me that are new to this podcast. We like to have some fun around here, so I hope you enjoy. So my first announcement is this episode was filmed in October 2020. So you might hear us mention the general election Everything in this episode is completely timeless. Now, I will say it's important to note going into this episode that in that general election, both psychedelics and cannabis won big. There were decriminalizations coming out of D.C. and Oregon this year for magic mushrooms. There was also the legalization of magic mushroom-assisted therapies and other plant medicines in Oregon. So that's the only thing you should really note before going into this episode. Otherwise, enjoy. The second bit is I'm going to be creating custom videos on my social media where I'm going to be getting on every Sunday and talking more about my own psychedelic experiences in detail on IGTV. I like to keep my podcast really more about my guest's journey. Um, I will, of course, have my own anecdotes and put in my own little stories. But if you want to learn more about my own personal stories, definitely be sure to follow me on socials at trip on this underscore pod again at trip on this underscore pod for both Instagram and Twitter and for Facebook it is backslash trip on this pod so definitely give me a follow and you can basically use it to help supplement this podcast and finally I know it's a lot of announcements sorry guys um if you are liking this podcast if you like this episode definitely subscribe give it a like rate it, send it to friends. It is all so helpful for me. I really appreciate it. And with that, enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip on This. I am with my girl, Nicole Dambro. What's up? She is a working actress here in LA. She was formerly on the Miami Heat, dancing alongside LeBron James. You guys, you heard it here first, but basically, once you decide to come to LA follow her dreams. LeBron's like, all right, I guess I'll do the same and win you guys a championship. So, you know, here we are. She's also going to be um, coming out with a new podcast called uh, Girls With Guts. And that is coming out later this year. Nicole, what's up? I'm excited to be here, girl. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so today we have a little something different. We're going to be talking about ways to kind of access other states of consciousness, I would say, mind-expanding practices and actually even reaching psychedelic states that are without any substances necessarily. That is breath work is something that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Nicole, can you just break down in your opinion, like in your words, what is breath work for you at least? And how did you get started in it? Uh, well, I was going through a really bad breakup and I guess you, you know, when you're carrying all that suppressed emotion you get your energy can get a little crazy yeah. people think you they say you kind of shake a little bit 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, one of my friends was starting to just get into the healing stuff and uh, practiced massage therapy. And he was like, I think we need to work together. And I'm, I'm doing this thing called breath work. So we started uh, off doing a three-part breath uh, where you expand into your stomach, mm-hmm. then you expand into your lungs, mm-hmm. and then you exhale out your mouth. So it's... <sighs> Right. Okay. And I didn't think much of it. Like, okay, breath work, I'll do anything to feel better. Yeah. So you, you do that repeatedly for a period of time. I think it's probably around eight to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you uh, hold your breath for a full minute and exhale and you repeat the process a few times. Got it. And the first time I did it, he told me you're going to experience because you're hyper uh, oxygenating your body. Mm-hmm. You're going to experience tingling in your fingers. Uh, you might cramp up a little bit, mm-hmm. but just relax, allow your body to do, you know, whatever it's doing and just experience that in the moment. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever, you know, breathing. Great. Yeah. 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 So sounds fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, the first time I, I, I felt a little lightheaded. I got the tingling. And the second time I started to get a little emotional. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then by the third round, after I exhaled, um, I realized he was like, let all the sound come out of your body. Is this the third Is this the third time or in the same day? In the same day, in, okay. the, in the same experience, my okay. very first experience. Got it. Uh, and he was just like, let all the sound out of your body. And nothing was coming out of my mouth. Like I could not, there was no like, oh, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. And it, had been like, I had been holding in everything so hard, holding my tongue, not communicating, not talking about it Mm -hmm. to the point where I couldn't even get sound out of my body when I was breathing. Wow. Wow. So that's how locked down it had gotten. And then all of a sudden he says, uh, we do it again. And I let the sound out. It's just like, (laughs) <laughs> Nothing's really coming out. But then as I start breathing normally, mm-hmm. my whole body cramps up. I swear, it looked like a chicken. I was Oh, like, I know that feeling. Yes. Yeah, my whole body cramped up. Um, I started crying uncontrollably. I was freaking out and he was calming me, he was saging me, doing the whole thing. And um, it, it was freaking me out. And it Apparently, I had locked in all my emotions so much that I was purging. Yeah. It felt almost like an exorcism. Wow, wow. Where, like, I just, it was coming out of me. My snot was coming out of my nose. I, I couldn't, I was choking on so much emotion that was coming out of my body. Mm. Um, I had to turn sideways because it, it just too much laying down flat yeah. was coming. And, um, were you still breathing by that point? Were you, did you have to, st- once, once the emotion started triggering, were, did you just allow that to unfold and not go back into the breathing? Or was it some kind of a combination of the two still? So in between rounds, you take a little break okay. where you're, you're breathing normally. And okay. then you completely unlocked all of that pain, all that emotion that, you know, when you're going through something as powerful as a breakup or you're mourning the loss of somebody close to you, you try to be as normal as possible. Right. You try to, you know, uh, you try to get through every day, just trying to hold it together. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, a lot of people, they say this about Scorpios that we like hold it all in until we explode. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't, you don't explode in a constructive way. So my friend had introduced me, me unknowingly 
uh, to something that was going to be instrumental for the, the rest of my adulthood because now all of a sudden I have something where I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. that was so powerful. I need to be doing this frequently in order to, you know, deal yeah. with everything that's going on in my life. And after that, the next day after I did breath work, um, I had a full-on sinus infection. Really? Yes. So you were truly purging something out of your body. Oh, completely. When I tell you like a spirit flew out of my body that day. <laughs> wow. I had a sinus infection. Um, I, it felt like I was just had a massive head cold and it was gone in just a few days. He told me, he said, drink a ton of water, get enough rest mm-hmm. and, you know, just try to take as much calm time as you can to get rid of all that. Yeah. But how powerful that we are carrying, we're carrying that in our body all the time, every day. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the tools to deal with it. Yes. yes. Because they're like, oh, cool meditation. Like I'll, I'll try an app or something, but like breath work, I don't have the patience for that, or I don't have the concentration for that. I know. And it's crazy. You know, as somebody who I'm just new into breath work and it's really only been, um, and I should do it more. It's one Mm -hmm. of those ones where I'm like, every time I do it, I'm like, damn, why don't I do this more? Because it is exactly that cathartic release. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's insane how the mind, even though you know, something's good for you, how you can still create a story about how something is more important that day than how you are actually feeling. Even though by doing those little things every day, by setting aside 15 fucking minutes, you could set up your day so much stronger. And I'm so guilty to not do it more because it is as powerful as you're describing. It's amazing. I have a question when you were, when you were going through and, and going through all the emotion, were you aware of like tangible thoughts? Were you just releasing emotion did you understand what you were releasing like could you pinpoint essentially what was coming up for you well I could tell you where it came from okay in my body um I could feel everything was living underneath my diaphragm Mm. so if you can imagine when you're when you're doing breath work essentially you're hyperventilating right yeah you're hyper oxygenating your body and it causes all the all the stuff to relax and move in different ways right Mm -hmm. so it's if you're constantly moving your diaphragm up and down things start escaping Mm, you know Mm -hmm. things start getting out things start leaking out so i think that's where the demons yeah (laughs) i think that's where they live um it was the whole thing it's whatever that was trapped in there it Mm could have been stuff from way before that yeah Yeah, um yeah it could be the you know uh when i do it a lot now uh I try to do breath work when I feel stuck, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, as us being entrepreneurs, you know, Mm -hmm. working for ourselves, whenever I feel really stuck and frustrated and panicky about work or about the holidays. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. That's the time. (laughs) That's the time to do breath work. And, and I always fight it. And I know when I fight it, that's when I need it. um, And that's when I unlock that, I kind of let go of all of that panic mm. and all that emotion and all that fear that lives underneath there. Yeah. And I let that out. Um, and then I feel this overwhelming, it's this ex- exhaustion as if you just, you know, ran a couple miles at full speed. Like yeah. it's a full body, like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. You no, know? no. I mean, it's, I, from, from my few experience, I mean, I probably say I've done breath work now five times since through my tantra practice. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's couched in a little bit, um, 
it's couched in a, in a, in a practice in a different type of practice. Yeah. Um, but I, what comes up for me and I, I'm going to joke about this because, um, the amount of times I said that I cry on this podcast is hilarious. So, um, once again, guys, um, <laughs> I, every time, and then in the same way, I just want to see if it was a similar, a similar feeling. Although I will say because I had a, a focused, uh, a focused intention or place that I was thinking mm-hmm. going into that breath work, it was a little bit more around uh, a certain topic, if you will, or around a certain area in my life where I was just, but it was, it was crazy. Like how quickly I was just moved to just weeping, just crying and mm-hmm. to feel how good it feels actually after because it what it does feel like like you're saying is it feels like you're cleaning house yeah it feels like a spring clean of the body and it's it's incredible I've never I don't know if you have but have you ever experienced are you familiar with holotropic breath work I have only tried this three-part breath work that I do with Avery Whitmore (laughs) got it he's my dude and I've that's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all well, I've there's there's different, so and I haven't either. By the way, yeah. I, I was just asked because um, uh, there's a psychiatrist named Don Groff who actually created something called holographic, um, I, uh, holotropic breathwork, mm-hmm. and that's essentially where you can breathe a certain way. And please believe, I'm going to look into how to fucking do this, but uh, <laughs> you can basically breathe your into a psychedelic state. You can mm-hmm. straight up go and change your consciousness and get that deep. And and a lot of people say, like, that's a good place to start mm-hmm. uh, before kind of embarking on a psychedelic journey because that's the first place that you can really kind of see what's coming up and experiencing. But um, it's actually how I, I was just learning this. I just was reading an article from MAPS. Mm-hmm. And the woman was basically saying that's how they train. At every festival, at every... Um, Pretty much at every major festival, there's something basically called like a freak out tent for people having a tough time on some substance, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, um, you know, it is a little bit part of the culture, as we know. And <laughs> freak uh, out a freak out tent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's probably a proper term for that. Like everyone's like, uh oh, like a freak out tent, great. Um, but basically, people having a tough time. Yeah. And uh, obviously, for the people that are in those tents, like helping those, you can't, for them to understand a little bit about what it's about to be in that state. They can't obviously give them LSD to no. try. So they there's a certain type of breath work that can bring them to those states so they can at least be close enough to understanding what somebody might be going through. But obviously mm-hmm. it's not going away with just like stop stopping your breath. Right. right. Um, so I just, it's just come back to the idea that the power of the breath is yeah. so, so powerful and can be used in so many different ways. Right. And there are, like you mentioned, you're, you're doing a different type of breath work. There are so many different types of breath work. Yes. There's uh, Kundalini, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's the three part that I do. There's, sounds like you're doing one as I well. I think it's closer to Kundalini, although mm-hmm. I should probably find out what, what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, I, uh, uh same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I know, know what works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm breathing, I get a little stiff and then I cry. So I think I've got some success. <laughs> I didn't even mention that. Like I totally cry every time too. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. And it's, it, it's been a unique experience for me too, because I started off with Avery, um, just one-on-one as mm-hmm. he was kind of experiencing how to teach people. He would like work with me on it and I got the benefits of doing yeah. that. And now he does these large group sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since doing, um, 
since the pandemic, he's been doing them online. So I'm pretty sure you could still access them every Sunday. He does his breath service and I'll, I'll give you the uh, Instagram and everything for yes, it because yes. it's so great. But being in a group, uh, there's this, uh, this support that you feel where everybody is kind of going through it with you. Mm -hmm. And you know, like some people are going to break down and some people are going to be fine. And some people are going to go to sleep. <laughs> like yeah. it's just a bunch of different experiences in one room. But, um, yeah, I cry every time. Okay, good. It makes I, me feel better. I was like, am I just time. so fragile? Like I just cry like left and right, but it feels yeah. good. If it does feel good. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I panic when it happens, but I try to just relax. And it's like you, I, I find it so interesting that you're able to focus when you do breath work, because mm -hmm. the only thing that I focus on is not having an expectation, not having an mm -hmm. expectation and just saying, I am emotionally available uh, to whatever is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm prepared to relax and allow my body to do whatever is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And when I'm when that's my intention yeah. to just, to just, uh, give in. Yeah. Then I, I have the, the best benefits. That's, I mean, that's a very similar that, uh, give in surrender. Yes. What, what, the, that it's a very similar principle to a psychedelic experience, right? Yes. Because that is the key that most people that, um, have had a psychedelic before will tell you is, uh, surrendering the need for, control that's not to say losing control but right. it is kind of uh the more you fight the harder the harder it, it can be you <laughs> yes. know what i mean uh yes. so it can be it's it's a very similar when you are kind of pushing yourself your mm -hmm. own boundaries right whether that's right. through breath or through mushrooms or whatever it is um it seems to be a kind of a through line principle which is this idea of letting go surrender or trust like all right what, yeah. do, I, what do i need to what do i need here. Exactly. Sometimes we don't have the answer. It's amazing how things can come up that they I'm come, like, yeah, what, what is that? Like, I didn't even, I didn't even, I've had in, in the few breathworks I've had actually like thoughts come up where I was like, I, that was so deeply stored. I had no idea that I needed to deal with that. And the same, same thing with psychedelics. I'm like, I like people will suddenly come up from like way in the past, not in like a, like they just, it's almost just like, it's like bringing up something to store. I like deal with it in the moment. I think about it. And it's almost like, I've just like let go of a little piece of something that was just chilling in my body that probably didn't need to be there. Right. You know, I keep getting that visual of just like something just like creeping out every time it's, yeah, and it just slips through that diaphragm and comes out. I'm yeah. I mean, but that is that kind of dark feeling. I mean, that is the pain, fear, suffering. Yep. I very much like that is that dark cloud is all of those things that make us self doubt. Right. It takes work every day to, uh, raise your vibe to clean shot, to make sure that you are as clear and, uh, vibrating as high as you can. Yeah. Because it's easy for, there's a lot of fear and that energy is fucking real. Yeah. It's very, very real. Um, my, my next question for you, and oh, I want to talk a little bit about just the integration periods now. So after breath work, um, work that you do, if anything consciously comes up for you, do you 
find uh, that you have any like tangible integration to do? Like, does anything ever kind of come up where you're just like, wow, I need to work on this or wow, that's actually affected me a lot stronger than I thought. Hmm. Or is it more, and it doesn't have to, or, or yeah. is it just a more cathartic full body release of just cleaning? For me, I use it as more of a cathartic release. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. People, I feel like you don't realize how heavy you are with your shit. Mm -hmm. um, not your actual shit. That's yeah. another podcast for another day. You could We could talk more about that on my podcast, Girls With Guts, uh, on the poo episode, which will be coming. <laughs> yes. Not that. Um, Tune in, guys. No, but I mean like with their emotional shit, with their baggage and everything that they're carrying around. Um, so I use it just more of a, as a release to become light again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without going too far into it, you know that I went through a huge medical experience where I had something freak happen to me at the very peak of my wellness. I, mm -hmm. my intestines were twisting and in dealing with that, I've, um, after healing physically, I've gotten to a place where I was like, I need to heal emotionally. I need to heal uh, spiritually. And I didn't, I didn't know how to do that. I was like, oh my God, is breath work enough? Is meditation enough? Like, mm -hmm. what do I do to mm -hmm. get back to being light again after all that? Because um, that really is what it is. When you feel light, light, yeah, you can just, um, you feel spontaneous. Mm -hmm. You feel confident. Mm -hmm. You're not riddled with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And you know, as much as I don't want to believe the hippy dippy stuff, it's just like things start happening. Yeah. When you, you, yeah, you when start you attracting flow, what trust. you want. Like, yeah, all that stuff. People want to be around you. Yeah. You start like attracting strangers who have some connection and like powerful impact in your future life that you couldn't have predicted. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff happens when you're not carrying your shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. which is why like. I preach so hard. I preach for breath work so hard when any of my friends are going through any kind of trauma, you know, it's a little harder with body trauma. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the ice man aside who controls, you know, his, yes, yes. it can control the, the temperature of his body and, and ailments with breath. Uh, that's something that I want to dive into too, but not today. <laughs> um, but I mean, all that aside, dealing with the emotional stuff mm -hmm. and not, because the physical stuff can be a challenge. Sometimes your body doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's imperative. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, just so you know, the camera's shut off and then we're trying to pretend like we're just like jumping back in the conversation. Okay, oh, yeah. whatever. It happens. I'm just figuring it out here, everyone. Um, Nicole. Yeah. So after your surgery, were you still able to do breath work? So... That, that presented its own challenge, right? So like sometimes you physically can't move your belly up and down in order to do the three-part breath. Right. Because you get abdominal surgery. Yeah, that would you know? do it. Um, so I had, I had a colectomy, which is where they remove part of your colon. And then I had a full internal hernia, which is where that clear sheeting that holds everything in busts. Mm -hmm. Not cute at all. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was healing from that, it was very difficult for me to expand those muscles and for me to get all the, the breath in there and then into my chest and out. So I found myself in a unique position where I was like, ah, how do I get rid of this? And I had all this um, sorrow and everything from all the experience the, yeah. of being in the hospital. I was in the hospital for two weeks. Um, and oh. it was, uh, dude, I remember, I remember when you were sick, I just remember how much pain you were in and just your energy. I just remember the, 
that hopeless feeling. I remember you feeling for a while and how hard that must have been to not have an outlet. Yeah. I can't imagine people who live with a chronic illness and pain like that daily where they just don't have an answer. Like my heart goes out to you because I just got a small taste of it. And I'm so lucky that I'm able to recover now and like talk about it. And yeah. that's, that's why I started my podcast so that I can talk to people about it. But, um, it, it presents, it presents a unique challenge when you're in that kind of position of, okay, I've set this lifestyle up of purging and I'm trying to get back to the lightness and I'm trying to be emotionally healthy. So how do I do that? And, uh, luckily marijuana's legal in California. <laughs> sure so is. I did a little, a little bit of CBD and, um, you know, smoked, but it would just, it would make me really jumpy. Maybe it was just, you know, the ones that I was getting, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, marijuana could, it's definitely about the strain and I yeah. think a lot of people give like sativa and actually it goes, <laughs> yeah it's be- it's almost better for that but it's yeah. also in moderation yeah. you just have to do very very little I just didn't have the patience to like find exactly what was right for me I was for just sure. like you know kind of just trying to find a, a release that was healthy enough yeah um yeah. so then my boyfriend was actually like hey maybe we should maybe we should do a little mushroom trip this mm-hmm. weekend I think it would be really good for you and my first instinct was like oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> No, because I've heard horrible things. I've heard horrible things. Um, you know, of course, friends in, in college had tried it and they were like, oh my God, I had such a bad trip and I was just dead on the floor and monsters were coming to get me. And I thought that my friend was the Grim Reaper and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, that that comes with, you know, if I drink too much tequila, bad things will happen to me too. Yeah. But um, so I had that fear yeah. of, of trying mushrooms at first. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I have so much shit going on. It's mm-hmm. going to come out. It's not going to be cute. I don't know how it's going to manifest. Yeah. I don't know how I'll be able to control it. I don't want to ruin everyone else's time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so my, my, my man was real smart about it and he was just like, we're going to do it in the living room. We're not going to add in any additional stimulation. It's just going to be everything that you know, and you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we did a little bit and then at first it was just me crying and lamenting about everything. So at first it was that freak out. Mm-hmm. I totally had that freak out. Um, and he was just asking me why I was upset. Why are you upset? Why are you upset? Why are you upset? And I just kept voicing it and just like any little thing that was, I thought might be wrong. I voiced it and I tried to say, you know, is this it? And when you, sometimes when you vocalize things, you're like, that's it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you're like, no, that's yeah. not it. Yeah. But, um, so I was, I was going through it and I got it all out. And then finally, you know, a couple hours later I was able to relax. Yeah. We didn't turn the TV on or anything. We just looked out the window and we just looked at all the things outside. And luckily we're living in Venice right now. So it's real pretty. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like really pretty cacti and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nice. Um, and I was just able to relax with him and then just like, the the cool stuff about the mushroom trip started happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I love the most is the colors. Of and not just the colors of things, the colors of people. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, tell me more about that. What, what do you, did you, when you were looking at your partner, did he? It was a colors? physical thing. Yeah. So when I touched him, I like, we were like hugging and, and kissing and I started seeing like purple 
And it was like a red, purple, red, purple, red, purple, red, purple. Ooh, interesting. And I was like, ooh. And I was like, I like stopped and I was like, I'm seeing the craziest colors. And I'm talking about like eyes closed, like seeing colors, not just like eyes open. Wow. So you're thinking like, oh, this is probably all in my head. And he was like, oh my God, I'm seeing colors too. And he was like, purple? And I was like, really? Whoa. So we were seeing the same colors at the same Shit. time. You guys were, were, we were connected. We we are very close. And we're always like, our one of our love languages is physical touch. If you haven't taken the love language test, take it. Just Google love languages. Take the test. It's important I, to know. It's so crazy you just said that because I in my mind, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I was like, I bet her love language is uh, touch. Yeah, By totally. Like, and there, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, even uh, something that he does to me frequently when I'm freaking out, especially when I was sick, mm-hmm. was he would put his hand on top of my chest, like um, on my solar plexus, I guess. Yeah. Is that what that is? Uh, that, that's this solar plexus is right okay, here. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's where this, the demons This live. is heart. Yes, okay. And so, this is throat. So he would put his hand on around my heart and just like breathe with me. And when he did that to me when I was on mushrooms, I saw yellow. Mm. which is so funny because when um, when I would do breath work with Avery, when I would freak out, he would tell me to focus on shooting yellow light out of, out of my heart, out of my chest. He would just say, think yellow, just blast yellow out. Really? Yellow yeah. is my color. It's weird. Yellow is my, uh, yellow is like solar plexus, that self-confidence, all of that mm-hmm. kind of, that thing is what my 2020 year is two is yellow it's Coldplay was onto something and yeah, they were all yellow yes, totally. I want to be like whoever they that are song. that's who we need to be yeah yeah so it was it was crazy we were seeing all these colors and uh we just had a wonderful experience from that point forward but I was really afraid about what was going to happen the next day mm. like okay I just tried a psychedelic am I gonna feel terrible is my serotonin level gonna drop um am I gonna freak out and I was so surprised to find the next day that I felt so much lighter. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about when you purge your shit. Yeah. So the next day I felt so much lighter. All this anxiety about, uh, you know, trying to catch up with life or like trying to feel good again or about what I'm going to eat that day, which oh, that's another anxiety yeah, in yeah, itself yeah, altogether. Sure. Um, all that stuff was just like relieved. It was petty. It was like <laughs> things oh, that I didn't oh. even need to really worry about, right? Yeah. So I found that to be a very powerful after effect that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And uh, that, I guess that's why they use, uh, they're talking about a lot more using mushrooms as medical you know, oh, therapy. Yeah. Oh, it's huge right now. Yeah. The, the medical community is very, very, very excited about what's happening. Or They're calling it a psychedelic renaissance right now because it's on the ballot. It's on the ballot in Oregon yeah. uh, and D.C. this year uh, for this upcoming election. It's decriminalized in three uh, three states. There's a lot of huge universities, John Hopkins, UCLA, that are doing yeah. incredible work across the board for different things: depression, addiction, uh, PTSD. Like, just it's it's looking really good. It's infuriating to me as somebody who, um, when I was a, a teenager, I was on antidepressants, and going through this experience with the healing process and everything too. The low that I was at. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to dig myself out of that hole again. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could do it because I've done it before and, yeah. and I have that will. Um, and I know to an extent like, oh, this is all in my head. This is just a phase. This is something that will alleviate, which it's hard to do that every day. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do something that's that's natural, 
that I felt wasn't doing harm to my body, that was helping my psyche, that helped me purge in that way, the way that mushrooms did without me turning to a pharmaceutical drug. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's infuriating. I know. That we keep putting people on medication Mm -hmm. and not, I'm going to sound like a hippie again, turning to the earth. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just really frustrating yeah. um, because it was so helpful for me. Yeah, I know I, many, many people. And, you know, I, I, the purpose of this podcast is because I truly want to share what changed my life. Mm-hmm. And obviously with an air of responsibility and not having people run out, but really just changing perception because there is, you know, it is on the ballot in a lot of different places for decriminalization. It is on the ballot for, you know, more money, more funding to learn about, What's amazing, like we're, they're talking about, this is just bettering human life, making the the you making this life the best it could possibly be. Right. Not, and that's not to say go run out and you know get your hands on illegal psychedelics, but just be aware that it's not maybe the story that uh, somebody in high school had told you one time, and like that's that's the end of it, you know, mm-hmm. of, your, of your exploratory phase or um, or the 1960s counterculture, you know, and, yeah. and bringing that forward. There's a lot, there was a lot of propaganda that went down during that time because, you know, when you discover that love and peace um, is a lot better than, you know, going and fighting a war, that's a threat. Right. It's just threatening to the government and those that want you to go and fight a war, right? And yeah. you could just see that it, it's, it's truly something that I do hope that we do come around on. Now, I will say, like, from a pharmaceutical side of things, there's a, there's, I, at least two, maybe three now big pharma companies or pharmaceutical companies that are now getting, that are psychedelic pharmaceutical companies. I mean, they're looking to monetize it now. I, I mean, and, and on one hand, I'm like, it's like a fungus that grows in the ground. Right. But right. on the other hand, it is normalizing it. So I'm like, right. I'm, I'm of two minds where I'm like, I want, I, I hope that it just doesn't become about money. Cause this is really just about, I, Helping people. Fucking helping people right. and and just hoping that obviously the people at those, you know, the pharmaceutical companies do have uh, the compass. Hopefully take the mushrooms themselves and and make uh, decisions for the greater collective and a, and, and a more impactful one that's that's really in service of making a healthy, happier, safer place right. ultimately. Yeah. In the meantime, there's breath work, of course. Yes. And that is, <laughs> that's the free the free way and uh, the legal way for sure. Yes. And, and something that's just, it's important at the end of the day, like we were saying, to get in there, clean house, be the best, fullest expression of yourself. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap, I want to hear more about your podcast. Tell us a little bit about Girls with Guts. What's it about? Who's it with? When's it coming out? Just, you know, make us yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, so I sat down next to a girl at a wedding mm-hmm. in Ohio, which I don't live in Ohio. I live in California. Mm-hmm. So I met this girl from the other side of the country and we both noticed that we weren't eating our dinner. <laughs> and we were like, oh, why aren't you eating? And she's like, oh, I had an intestinal surgery and now I can't. And I was like, oh my God, me too. And it turns out that we both had the same freak thing happen where our intestines were twisting. It's called a sequel volvulus. And, um, so we immediately bonded over that. Yeah. And as I got more surgeries on that situation, she was a person that I could lean on. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up having surgeries uh, right when COVID started. She ended up having to get a surgery almost a decade later from adhesion complications from her initial surgery. 
So she started leaning on me because she couldn't remember what it was like to go through surgery. Mm. And your mind is a coping mechanism kind of makes you forget. But something that we, that we discovered was, uh, you know, the doctors kind of release you back into the wild and we realized their purpose really is to make sure that you don't die. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of information that they give you to kind of say, okay, here's how you get back to life. Oh yeah. You know? Yes. So we were, we were so lucky that we had each other to mm-hmm. kind of fill in those blanks. For example, she called me one day and was like, I'm losing chunks of hair and I have a bald spot. I'm freaking out. Did this happen to you? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, here's some pictures of my bald spot. Like totally happened to me too. Uh, it's something that happens to lots of people when they get abdominal surgery, they mm-hmm. get that that hair fallout and it's from like a, a body freak out. It's, it's got a name, but um, now all of a sudden, you know, we're going through all the different things that we did to, yeah. that helped us grow our hair back. And so we were like, people need to know about this. Yes. So I had a friend reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to uh, come into a studio and practice, you know, help them use their equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you have any subjects that you want to talk about? And I immediately called Elena and I was like, Elena, do you want to do a podcast? And she was like, oh my God, we need to do a podcast. And Lucky for me, Elena's also a two-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster. Excellent. And she's beautiful. (laughs) I saw the promo shots. I was like, you guys are going to crush. She's so cute. So uh, I love her. And she's really into like yoga and breath work and meditation and crystals and all the energy healing stuff too. And and I've got the other side of where I like combining Eastern and Western medicine and Mm -hmm. like really diving into my diet. So uh, we got together to start Girls With Guts. Uh, or what's left of them because uh-huh. we've got guts, but we don't, uh, we have <laughs> yep. the guts to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, and our whole, our whole goal is not to be a victim in the situation. It's to say, okay, we're getting older. Things start breaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do we cope? How do we move forward? What are some things that we've used that have been helpful mm-hmm. in, in, you know, being, the best level of ourselves, even in dealing with illness, dealing with chronic illness, dealing with temporary illness, dealing with recent onset illness. So we're going to talk to all kinds of people who have either just got on, just gotten out of surgery. We'll talk to people who deal with mental health and chronic illness. Mm. Uh, We'll be talking to people who all of a sudden are discovering they have Lyme disease or how uh, they got their cancer diagnosis and just kind of going through that process Mm -hmm. um, with a magnifying glass, not of what medicines am I taking, but what are the steps that I'm taking to be better every day? Beautiful. That's such wonderful work. And I'm sure going to be such a place of (sighs) catharsis for people feeling, feeling that they're not alone in this and, um, and just like in the same way, having that me too moment with the, with your hair, like listening to that and having that space where, where you become the community for a lot of people that are, are dealing with a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, there's just a lot in it. Like, am I ever going to get better? Is this going to be a lifelong thing? Like, what do I do here? And having a, a place, a place with fun people too, enthusiastic, like you guys, you know, I don't know her as well, but just, she's bubbly, bubbly, like knowing you just, um, being real, but also, uh, having such like a positive mindset around it and just creating a space, ultimately creating Mm -hmm. a space for a lot of people that, um, are suffering is huge. And even when, if it's just from hearing that they're not alone is, I know I've been in situations where I'm like, wow, that wasn't just me. Like, okay, like that, that alone is 
hugely, hugely helpful. And I can't wait for everyone to see it, including myself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you. I'm getting super, super fucking emotional about it because it's just like, it's like you said, being feeling alone and, and feeling just like, how am I going to deal with this? And why isn't there more information? And being on the Google frenzy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You could fall, you could go down, you know, the rabbit hole in that. Yeah. And I'm just so, I feel so lucky that I have the um, resources mm -hmm. and the ability to be able to be there in that way and show up for people in that way, yeah. especially with her. Yeah. And, you know, we're, I'm not just the California hipster chick that's out here talking about health stuff too. Like we've yeah. got our, she's out in Ohio. Yeah. She's representing another part of the yeah, country, yeah, yeah. you know? So we've got two different perspectives on it. And mm -hmm. I look forward to, uh, to helping people in that way as, as the same way that you're helping people understand more about, about your topics of yeah. psychedelics and everything. And, and I love, yeah. I love it. It's just, I think for both of us, um, the intention behind it, the intention truly is, um, healing, helping, you know, yeah. having, hopefully it's entertaining for people in, in the meantime, but just being a place of just sharing what has been so helpful for us. And, um, it's what makes showing up and doing this fucking exciting. So yeah. thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? So I am at the Nikki D on all socials, uh, Nicole Dambro on Facebook you could also see me on www.nicoledambro.com and please follow our podcast at Girls With Guts Podcast. Also, uh, www.girlswithgutspodcast.com. Uh, my co-host is named Elena Martella, so you can find her at Elena Martella as well if you want to find out more information on what we're doing. And I appreciate you giving us the platform on that. Hell yeah, girl course it's all about sharing the love helping people out making this world a better place 2020 has been fucking weird so uh weird. yeah and please follow my uh follow my healer at avery whitmore excellent at avery whitmore he does sunday breathwork service i highly recommend you checking that out also if you just go on youtube and and search uh my 30-day experience with breathwork some really exciting stuff comes up on that matt day avila i think was was one that I saw that was okay. great. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying his name right. If I'm not, I'm so sorry. Um, He's like, it's yeah. Via. I'm just but kidding. Look, <laughs> look into it. Look into the Iceman. You know, there's there's so many great resources on breath work. Try one. Uh, they're not all created equal. So if one, if you don't enjoy one, try a different one. Yeah. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on to talk of about course, it. Of course, of course. Thank you again, Nicole. As always, everyone, trip on this.